1: Fancy having your business cut your logo or our social media graphics and your details being read out on our shows? Well, now you can. Get in touch with us on any of our social media platforms or email us at battlefeverpod at outlook.com. That's battlefeverpod at outlook.com. Hashtag keep the battle fever on. This show is brought to you by the Battle Fever Network. If you haven't already, then please follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search the your podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and never miss a pod again. Hit that subscribe button and you're in. If you don't, we'll send policies round to your door for a talking to. And trust me, you don't want that. You can talk for days. It is safer really just to subscribe. If I
2: say it is beautiful, it's deep in history. And I know what I'll find when the place comes alive.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Battlefield Network. We have a crackery show in store, I think, this evening. Uh, it's the first show of VAR The People, which might be a controversial title, but we don't care. Um, <laughs> and we're, of course, joined by our Battlefield VAR. It is Mike McCurry. How are we doing, Mike?
2: I'm very well indeed, Scott. Uh, it's good to be uh, back on the, the, the show this evening. The season's got off to a great start from a VAR point of view. (laughs) I would would suggest that uh, listen. uh, I I tell you, I was watching some of the English Premiership uh, yesterday, and there's some great games and great results. And there's uh, there's one decision in there we might touch upon later on. (laughs) Uh, But uh, it's good to see that the Scottish referees are keeping me in a job.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The whole Uh, point, the whole point of this show, right, is now we know. Obviously, from a Rangers point of view, that's what we're interested in. We get that. So sure. there might be other times when we're touching other other games, we're touching other decisions involving other clubs. There's mates to even doing south. What we'd like to do is we'd like to get everybody involved in this. And if there is something that you see, you know, in an English game, in a Scottish game, wherever abroad, wherever, and something's happened and it's and has played a part in it, or you know, there, there's been a decision that you want to highlight that, that could be linked to something to with Rangers, then just get in touch with us and let us know and we'll touch on it on the shows. There could be some weeks of this show last five minutes, right? <laughs> probably no in Scotland, to be fair. Oh, well,
2: to be fair, <laughs> I would doubt that very much. I'm not a man, but I would. Wish. But one of the things, Scott, that, that is good to see, and one of the points I'll I'll probably bring up later on, is that from a, a, a referee or a former referee's point of view, Many people would say to me, but I saw that happen in the Newcastle game and it was the exact same. and or, or even last week, we were at Livingston, this week we were at Ibrox or Celtic, whatever it would be, and they say it was the exact same thing. And very, very often, once you start to deconstruct it and you actually look at it from a laws of the game point of view, or even maybe the position on the pitch, the, the two incidents are not actually the same. And the application of the law has been slightly different. Uh, and I think the other thing that's quite, I think, is quite important. And I, I think uh, the, the the podcast, the Battle Fever podcast, has to be applauded for this, because some of the decisions that you will you will you will discuss, uh, if you look at the the Hibs Rangers game, people will say that was a sending off, that was a penalty, or that wasn't a sending off, that wasn't a penalty. But if you actually ask. Why? Why was it not a penalty? Why was it a penalty? That that A lot of football supporters uh, don't really know uh, the the, the laws of the game Uh, and then the application uh, of the laws of the game. Just as a precursor, for example, when you talk about consistency, uh, I'd referee the game at Ibrox previously, Rangers versus Dunfermline. Rangers were were winning by a, a number of goals. And what you had uh, was Paul Gascoigne and Brian Laudrup playing. Now, every time somebody would would, would hold Paul Gascoigne's jersey or, or, you know, even a slight grip of him, I would give a I'd give a, a direct free kick because it saved any afters, so to speak. Uh, the fact that uh, you've got uh, Paul Gascoigne, a little volatile perhaps, but <laughs> in, in the same game, you know, if, if if Brian Loudrop had three guys pulling at his jersey, very, very often he escaped them and you could play an advantage. So I understand that I'm treating two players of the same team and in the same game differently. And you can leave yourself open to the, the, the fact that you're saying you're inconsistent or perhaps it's good man management. Uh, and I think as, as this season progresses... I think one of the the common themes that will come through some of the decisions is, was it actually good man management uh, in, in, in the application of the law uh, in terms of that? So there'll be nuances, there'll be things that people disagree with. I already see that somebody's noticed there that even the refs don't know the laws <laughs> of the game, to be honest. That might be true in some respects. Don't <laughs> like.
1: That's that's Mo Van Lundström. Usually oh. it's Mo Loudrop, but she's shown her support this week for for Alice Exactly. It's good
2: to have you online, Mo. <laughs> so it is. <laughs> um,
1: this weekend, I mean, your busy schedule and, and and stuff like that. We're trying to get this show to be, you know, a harm and we mentioned about doing it that tonight. Obviously, Saturday's in mind, the, the, the half 12 kickoff off Easter Road Rangers. Hibs, always a lively encounter. Before we actually get to any of the decisions, the the two teams that are playing each other, when you were a referee, would you see like an old firm game as, right, I need to let a bit go here. I can't be stop start. Or would you see it as, no, actually, I need to be stop start. I need to lay down the law early doors? How do you take that on? Because Rangers against Hibs are Hibs Rangers what are we got to say it's got to be different for Livingston against St Mirren it's got to be tasty it's got to be feisty it's on the telly big crowd etc how would you how would you approach that as a ref
2: listen there are if, there are certain games that that are have the potential to become more volatile uh, so that will be as you say tastier if you want to call it that the advice that I was given before my first Old Firm game uh, by SFA supervisor uh, Tom Porton well, was simply this, Michael. When it comes to a red or a yellow card in an old firm game, you have to make sure that it is one that has jumped up in front of you and slapped you in the face. You know, we are saying it's a it's a stonewaller. So, you know, a, a little jersey pool or something like that, let it go because the players don't want that either. So to, to try and let the game go, and actually just to, to intervene, uh, or perhaps maybe the spectators, the fans would say for the referee to interfere as little as possible. And if if in the first sort of 10-15 minutes that the players are willing to play that way, then let it go go. People are there to, to to watch the game. They're not there to watch the referee. Uh, and if I was to become the the focus of attention on a game, which happened once or twice. Uh, not by my not by my wish, uh, but the way it happened. No, no decent referee, no good referee wants that. What you want to be is you, you referee the game, you're not seen uh, and, you, and, and you move off. And that's why you'll find uh, in old firm games or some of the higher, uh, the more volatile or potentially more volatile games, uh, even the Hibs Hearts, Derbys and, and so on, and listen, I tell you, it's the same uh, down the leagues as well. There are some tasty derbies further down in the second and third division. That again, if you start going out there, and you you know you the minute you're, nowadays particularly, if if it's foul foul yellow card foul foul red card, you can easily end up uh, playing eight aside, uh, and no, nobody wants that. So you're right. You've got to try and find that level. Uh, I never went out. And refereed a game, uh, you know, Hibs, Hearts, Rangers, Celtic, Rangers, Aberdeen, uh, you know, Hearts, Celtic, or something like that. I never went out with a plan in mind to say I'm going to nail the first challenge, the first tackle. I'm going to. If if the first yellow card appeared in the first minute, you, you took it. You had to because you had match control was 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 the most important thing uh, in terms of of, of everything. So if, if if a yellow card hit you in the face. In the, what call it, the first minute, you took it. If, if in an old firm game, you get through 39 minutes or 89 minutes before something happened, go with it. Uh, but I think the little fouls, the little niggly fouls uh, in an old firm game or a hibs Hearts game, the players didn't want you giving it. So you tried to keep the game flowing as best you could. So that's kind of the mindset as you go into to, to these higher-level games.
1: I can see people in the chat already asking about the Reds. Uh, will
2: they overturned?
1: Um, buffs probably know, according to Ryan. The problem is that even if the incompetent dismissal is overturned, the points are still gone. And we will get to that, obviously, Mike's got his views on these. And and what I should point out through the start here is that although this is a Rangers podcast and this is predominantly going to be about decisions involving Rangers, it will no be... That wasn't a red card for Rangers because it was a player in a Rangers jersey. If it was a red card, that will say it's a red card. Than, and Michael say it's a red card. Then that's we've got to be like that. Do you know what I mean? You've got to have your credibility intact. Um,
2: no, listen, listen ab- absolutely, and that's what I said at the beginning. Where you know, I would, I would have met. Listen, I still meet. You know, fans, players, coaches that would de- debate. You know, a, a decision. Listen, there are some that are just a matter of opinion, but there are some that are, as a matter of fact. When I refereed, I mean, there were senior players, professional players playing in the in the Premier League uh, that a throw in or a, a goal kick or whatever. They would claim for offside. And when you actually said to them, listen, you can't be offside uh, from a throw in or whatever, they would look at you as if to say, did you just make that one up? You know, so <laughs> you're even seeing that some of the players. So, I, and I think hopefully during the course of this season or by the end of this season for this, uh, for VR the people I would hope that at least there'll be an educational point of it. Uh, And that's not in a patronising way. I I don't mean it in a patronising way. Uh, But at that sort of stage where hopefully some of the guys can be able to say, do you know something? Uh, Morelis was or wasn't a a red guard because, and this is what the the, the rules, the laws of the game say, and this is how it's been applied.
1: First up, I think we need to talk about Jake Doyle Hayes. Yellow card on John Lundstrom. I think it's what's called a professional foul. Right, Lundstrom's breaking away. In fact, I actually think we have a wee image here um, to kind of back it up. Lundstrom's breaking away. Not the greatest image, but Lundstrom's breaking away and there is a foul. You look at how high he is there. But of course, a pitcher can, you know, be deceiving at times. But you, that to me, it's coming from behind. It's. it's I would have no qualms with that. It's the way the referee dealt with it, a free kick. Any yellow card? Any issues on that? What's your opinion on that, Mike?
2: Listen, absolutely. And now, see if, see if you're able to put that photograph up again, mm-hmm. please, uh, just for, for later reference. Uh, if you look, the Hibs player is basically both legs off the ground. Uh, Lundstrom's away from him. Now he's his, the point of contact is the outside of his front leg, so there is... So we'll, we'll come back to that a little later on when we're discussing Lundström's red card, so we shall. But in terms of that, you're saying that uh, basic, law 12 uh, gives you three degrees of severity of a, of a foul or a, a challenge or a, or a tackle. One is if it's careless. The next one is that uh, it's reckless. And then the next one is if it's using excessive force. Now, when you see that challenge going in Lundström, I would say that it is a reckless challenge. And and the laws of the game, law 12 says, that uh, when a a player is guilty of a reckless tackle, a reckless challenge, uh, he must be cautioned. So it's a yellow card. Uh, So in terms of that, direct free kick and a yellow card. Absolutely. So Willie
1: Collin gets that one spot on. Absolutely bang on. Yellow card. Again, as a Rangers supporter watching it, I thought to myself, you know, you're up and you're getting it all oh, script here. Yeah, you know, yeah. probably know where they words, so you're probably saying something else, but at the end of the day, you're thinking, right, yellow cards justified. It's a it's a if we're getting people sent off for things like that. And again, we're coming at it later on, as you said, we'll have eight against eight in some games, 100%. Right? especially an old firm game as well. You know, there's got to be worse tackles than that, 50 50s, etc., that yeah. are probably tastier and people leaving a wee bit on their opponent. And but we don't want to take that away for the game, do you know what I mean? No. So Uh, It
2: is a contact sport. There there will be contact. And I think when you see something like that, a challenge like that going in, if you're you're looking at it from an unbiased point of view, or from a refereeing point of view, saying, was it careless? Was it reckless? Did it use excessive force? And in that case there, it's reckless. You can see where the point of contact, it's higher. Both feet are off the ground. He hasn't played the ball at all. It's more than careless, but it's not using exe- excessive force. If it's reckless, it's a yellow card. Simple as that.
1: Yep, totally. We move on. Again, probably a quiet first half in terms of what Hibs against Rangers could be and what it has been in the past. And, um, you know, I think back to the, the game before Gerard came in, it was what six each ended. Yep, we were three yep. down inside 15 minutes. A quiet game in that, you know, in comparison with stuff like that. Kind of livens up to what, as we get to half time. And Antonio Cholak, I don't know what um, Ryan Portis is doing, playing the ball back like that, you know, Cholak spins and goes to go in behind again, we've got another wee picture here you yep. can see Bushiri there can I, got a wee handful of him at his waist to start with I think, and then as that goes on there it's his arm, there's no way that Antonio Cholak is making that, you look at David Marshall's position there there's no way Antonio Cholak is making that ball anyway, so Correct. for me as a supporter, watching that, and by the way a Rangers supporter think it's a stonewall penalty. People say it's a soft penalty. I, I look at that there and I go with the letter of law to today's game. I think that's a penalty kick. However, the yellow card is correct because Antonio Tjolak is not getting to that ball. If he was, I think it changes the decision, Mike, but you you obviously will know better than me.
2: Listen, absolutely. Yet again, uh, the, 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 the differentiation between yellow and red in that situation simply is this. Is it an obvious goal-scoring opportunity? And it's not. He's not in possession of the ball. The, the proximity of the ball, as you say, the keeper's going to get that. So it's coming out that there. So you're saying it's not an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. Therefore, it's going to be a yellow card. Uh, the fact that it's a, a, a penalty, stonewall penalty, uh, especially in today's game, uh, it's a stonewall penalty. Even in my day, that would have been a, a, a penalty uh, on pulling back the, uh, the opponent uh, in terms of that. You used a term there, uh, say that it's a soft penalty. Uh, and I understand that, you know, there are... But, uh, I, again, one of my mentors when I was refereeing said to me, Michael, there are soft-boiled eggs and there are hard-boiled eggs. Either way, it's a boiled egg. <laughs> so uh, some people may say it's a soft penalty. Some people may say a stonewall or whatever it is. The bottom line is it's still a penalty uh, in terms of the decision on the day. Penalty, yellow card. Nobody could have any uh, sort of debate with that.
1: And I think that's where, for me, the Rangers fans um, to, to probably take credit. Is that I believe that we can see this, or certainly I know I can, and those that I talk to can see that not every decision like that has to be a red card, and your your opponents are just to ten men. Not every decision like that, you know, has to be. You, know, you, you don't want to ruin the game, that's what I'm trying to say. At the end of the day, yeah. was, I'm a Rangers supporter, but Scottish football, I want to see Scottish football get better as well. I want to see the big decisions get called correct. I think while I call them up to that point, actually, okay, maybe there's some decisions within the agree way. But up to that point, there was no major mistakes. We you go, you're ruining the game here. Sure, you know, sure. you're, keep, you're keeping the game flowing. You're, you're, it is what it should be. Rangers obviously convert the penalty Social media goes into a meltdown. Penalty Rangers, we all know the graphics that go up. Penalty Rangers, we all know the Masonic refs comes out. We all know this. I, yeah. I must admit, the conspiracy that goes on somewhere is the worst conspiracy I've ever heard in, in world. F- conspiracies, Not I mean football. Conspiracies around the world, it's the worst one ever. Um, because I think if you look at the stats, and there's been a few, a few threads a day, Rangers don't get any more than anybody else. In fact, we get less than one club. Um, and yeah. And Listen, we've got to accept that. Rangers and Celtic will play the majority of their game in the final third, Absolutely. defensive third of their opponent. We're going to have more fouls given against us. There's going to be more cards that's, that's you know given to their opponents. There's going to be more penalties awarded for both clubs. They're the best two teams in the league. That's just tough. Neither, neither of them get any one more than the other. I just think it's poor officiating at times, but I digress probably there. Um, Hibs obviously equalised. There is a question mark that a lot yep. of people have put. I cannot see it like you know with the with the angles that I've saw, but there is a question mark. I don't know if you've saw any better angles, but there is a question mark over um Boyle's goal and whether yep. it actually is offside. Again, I don't think the, the images are great, but what's your thoughts on that?
2: Very, very difficult to to, to see. Uh just when the ball is played down the, the left wing. Uh, it, it, there's a there's a view there's one view that you see where the, the Hibs player looks offside before the ball's crossed in. When the ball's crossed in, uh, the goal scorer is behind the ball, so there's no there's no doubt of offside, no question of offside, I should say at that stage. But when the ball's first played, but it's very very difficult to see with the angles, uh, and even trying to look along the the, the the cut of the grass, which isn't perfect anyway. Uh, which for me, uh, I think, is one of the reasons uh, and even some of the decisions in the second half as well, obviously. Uh, but I think VAR uh, is, is it should really be brought into Scottish football, the highest level of Scottish football, as soon as possible. Uh, I would have liked to have seen it brought in last year or, or uh, that there, uh, there are financial problems with it. Uh, now, the staffing of it and the manning of it is, is difficult as well uh, because at the moment the uh, the Scottish uh, Football Association, uh, whether they admit it publicly or not, or that's a, but certainly the message that's going through the referees' associations uh, at the moment is that they are struggling to uh, recruit referees and they are struggling to get referees put through. Uh, I Just as an aside, I was at a junior game the other week And there was a young boy, uh, whatever age he was, very, very young teenager on the line. And he was out of his depth. He he didn't have the experience. And from my point of view, from where I was standing watching it, I would say that he struggled to understand the application of the offside uh, rule. Uh, And you're saying to yourself, if what we're going to see is a desperation then, of you know we don't have uh, enough referees and i tell you see from 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 female referees coming through you know they can talk about equality all they want etc but the powers that be must be delighted that there's female referees coming through because they're saying to themselves listen we're struggling uh, and the the, asso- the referees associations in scotland uh, are, are are diminishing and diminishing and diminishing and i just think that the consequence of that is that you're you're not going to get as good a calibre of referee generally, uh, as in where... Uh, I mean, listen, I think that the ref, the generation of referees that were there before me were better than my generation, uh, but I think that my generation of, of referees uh, seemed to have a higher strike rate of correctness of decisions than the generation we're coming through just now, uh, to be honest. So in terms of that, get VAR in, uh, and you can look at, but there certainly looks to be there was one angle that you see, and it certainly looks as though uh, it was offside in the in the run up to the goal.
1: The thing, that as a Rangers supporter, looking at it, and again you're looking at it as well for the referee's point of view. As a Rangers supporter, that is now in our inside left channel between the set, left centre half and the and the left back at Livingston, yeah. where we've conceded a goal. That is new, and by the way, it's a, been a problem for years in between Tavernier and Goldson, there's always a weakness doing that. But both sides, for Rangers, yep. I would like to see my club address that and cut that out before the ball goes across the boil, before the boy spins and goes in behind James Tavernier. Yep, um, yep. I, I, that's just, as a football fan, I think we can see too many goals like that. We can see two in Europe to set pieces. I think we need to look at ourselves at times and know just the officials in that instance. Wally Collin was still a centre-off two guys and, and, and two Rangers players on Saturday. That's fine. But if we defend that properly, they don't score. And it becomes yes. less of an issue, probably. Um, but that's just
2: my I, opinion I, on it. No, listen, you're absolutely right. However, I think to myself, you know, if, if the officials are getting it right, then the officials are getting it right, regardless of how a team sets out its tactics, or that that's a tactical uh, issue for the club. And they, they, they need to deal with that, whether the, the, the officials are getting it right or wrong, uh, in terms of of that, but the bottom line is is the case of as you say, you know, get. I just think get VAR in there, and it takes a load of that out of there. So it does.
1: Yeah, and we'll address so many questions with VAR as we as we go through, because there yeah. is a lot of good questions here in terms of who actually sits on the panel. Because if it's the same level of competence which is calling the shots on the pitch, they yeah. don't get much of a change. But we'll, we'll we'll go through that. Rangers obviously go two one up. Um, Pretty quickly, I think, after that, Tom Lawrence, um, a fine, fine goal. And then it all seems to go peak, Tom. <laughs> and Lately. chaos Lately. descends on the, yep. <laughs> and Easter Road. Willie Collum, I think, decides to himself. This game's went past without really much controversy, <laughs> and I've not been seen much, so I just think I'll get myself involved here.
2: <laughs>
1: and, of course... Again, I'll take it for a Rangers point of view first. Ryan Kent tippy tappy, tippy tappy nonsense. Yep, loses the ball. Boyle starts to break. John Lundstrom knows the pace of Martin Boyle and thinks, I'm going to bring him down and stop the attack and get back in, which is something that young kids are taught, <laughs> at, you know, at an early age yep. To, yep. to stop the game, right? So, John Lundstrom, there's a couple of different angles here. We'll start with this one for the back. Again, no great pitcher. But John is Lundstrom it, is, it, is, is just so it, coming
2: in. Now you look, right, you, if you compare that, right, both feet are off the ground so you compare that to the first picture that you saw there, absolutely. Now, now that challenge there is actually further forward so that challenge there if it was going to damage, can damage the Lundstrom, both of Lundstrom's legs on that one if you flick back to that one there now what the, the contact he's making is again on the outside of the Hibs player's leg uh, and it's uh, and it's his trailing leg this time so even the position of that is further back so in, in terms of the potential damage to the player I would suggest based on the, the still picture alone as a great picture there so you, you can see there where it's obviously the the, the, the trailing leg, that, that catches him uh, The as he goes through. Uh, very, very similar. Very similar. Not the same, but very, very similar to the first decision that we talked about.
1: Yeah, totally. And Rangers, of course, today have appealed that decision, as you would expect them to do, given that it was such a poor uh, decision for the referee. Again, Ryan Kent, decides to you know no day the tippy tappy stuff that doesn't happen so we take that away for it however it does happen we expect the referee to get the, the call right he's also Great. got two linesmen there and he's also got a fourth official there who he can speak to whether he does yep. or no is a different thing but he can speak to them um between them I would like to think they could obviously Williecom's got the best you know he's closer to it than anybody else but I, I would like to think that they would be able to get that right to see the red card produced and again, something that annoys the Rangers fans, and something that annoys every football fan, I think, is the speed in which the red card is produced. There's not even a thought. There's not even a, right, let me go through this. Take yourself away. You know, you don't need to make that decision there and then that's a red. You can say, is that a red? Was it high? Is his feet off the ground? Is his stud shown? You know, has he come through the back end properly? Is Or is it a yellow card that, you, you know, can I take time here and think about this? And he probably could, if we're being honest yeah.
2: Let, let me let me deal with two, two issues that you raise there. Number one is with regard to the assistant referees and the fourth official. Oh, there. It will depend greatly on the pre-match instruction that the referee gives to his assistant referees. Sometimes what they'll say is, is obviously the, the the referee has a diagonal that he runs and and that free kick is, is on the referee's diagonal. So some referees would say, listen. Uh, if 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 it, if I'm closest to, it, I've got a good sight for it, and I'm not asking you, uh, what, you call, what what was your opinion on that? You know, leave it with me. I'm the referee. I'm the man that's in charge. Thanks very much. End of story. In terms of the fourth official as well, what you've then got is uh, what they call could say to them. Listen, did you see that? Or whatever. Or, or, now the speed that he acts. I'll come to that in a second. So the involvement of the, the, the fourth official or the uh, the assistant referees now uh, could be could be negated or mitigated because of the pre-match instructions uh listen sometimes listen i was fourth official to some referees that would say to, to linesman listen all i want you to do is tell me if the ball's in and out of play or it's an offside any tackles any challenges any yellow cards red cards i'll deal with it and that might be the instruction he gave i don't think it is because of something I'm going to say later on with regard to Morelis's red card. Yeah. But in terms of that, uh, or alternatively, the assistant referee may be doing exactly what you do. He's there and he's thinking to himself, that didn't look like a red card to me. That looked like a yellow card to me. But Willie's closer than me. So I'm going to keep my flag down. Uh, and I'm, I'm not going to get involved You know, in that. Uh, if you go back to the uh, recent European game for Rangers, where uh, I think it was Sands that was going to get a second yellow card uh, and the referees came out. And obviously the assistant referee, uh, I mean, top marks to him, who then intervened and, and obviously said, listen, that's right in front of me. I saw that, you know, the, it played the ball and immediately the yellow card was rescinded during the match uh, in terms of that. Now that, that, is, that that's good teamwork. It's strong refereeing from the assistant referee it's also strong refereeing from the referee to accept it uh, and to be able to say he's got to go. But most players and most fans, most coaches would applaud that even if the referee was saying that was the view I got first of all but I've rescinded that. Uh, The the second point, uh, I'm not going to let you come back on that one, Scott. No, that's fine. The second second one is the speed at which the red card comes out at. If I play devil's advocate and I, I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. I think if, if if Willie Collum doesn't take his red card out, if he believes, if he honestly, genuinely believes it's a red card, and, and I believe that Willie Collum honestly, genuinely believed it was a red card, then if he waits a minute or two and the Hibs players are at him and the Rangers players are at him, he then opens himself. that If he then takes the, the red card out, 10, 15 seconds later, he opens himself to the criticism that it was the players that actually you know, got him to change his mind or make it red. You were surrounded by Hibs players. They put pressure on you. You only bowed to, to their pressure. So in the, there are some decisions, because this decision is wrong, it's difficult, there, but there are some decisions where a, a quick red card shows decisiveness and it will calm things down. The trouble is, is if you do that and act that way in a decision that's wrong, it just inflames the whole situation and it inflames the whole game. So again, it, it's 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 the referee being allowed to man manage a situation, to be able to have the feel for it as, as well. And if you referee, and there are some referees that, uh, that referee uh, or even some parts of the game, where the referee, a coiled spring. And, you know, if two if two players, uh, you know, face up to each other, sometimes just wandering in with a smile on your face calms it down, but sprint sprinting into it inflames it. And before you know it, you know, you, you're you holding them back. Whereas if you just wandered in, guys, you know, we're not in the playground here. Behave yourselves, you're on telly or whatever. And it calms it down. And I think because of the injustice of the, the the decision, because it was wrong, that quick action then ha- did inflame the situation, because there is a reaction then, especially from the Rangers players who are like, "That's never a red." Mm-hmm. And, and it was and disbelief
1: all... in Lundstrom's face. It was disbelief. Oh,
2: there was disbelief on, on on many people's face. In fact, to be fair, there was a great shot in one of the great on one of the TV cameras. Which actually showed the Hibs manager, and the Hibs manager was busy giving it almost like you know, you know, it's not my fault, you know, I didn't send them off. Not of idea, so but because of that, and and from a refereeing point of view, the trouble is, what you've then got is rather than have one issue to deal with, the the, the challenge, the free kick, and the sanction after it, red or yellow card, you're now having to deal with loads of things. And and the, the 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 temperature of the game rises. There's a feeling of being aggrieved, and then that leads to other things. And in this case, it absolutely led to other things, uh, as yes. I'm sure we'll come to as well. So, fr- from a referee's point of view, uh, I would have thought if if if, if Willie had, had just tried to to settle down things, and the great thing, as you say, and referees will find will try and find as many ways as they possibly can to. Is by themselves thinking time if they can. There yeah. is sometimes that you can't. If a penalty, it's that little bit of moment of where it's not indecision, it's my gut feel I'm awarding that penalty. One, two, three, process it in your head, that's a penalty. And again, in this situation, if it was just a case of saying, you know, the interesting thing about that that, that tackle from Lundstrom is and and I know it's it's a tackle, it's his feet, it's a challenge that goes in. See if he simply pulled back the jersey and, and prevented that promising attack by pulling back the jersey. Everybody would be saying, absolutely, yellow card, all day long, no problem. Absolutely no problem at all. And, you know, you'll hear things like, you know, it was a scything tackle and, and all of these things. and It wasn't a scything tackle. He, he, he knew exactly what he was doing. He, he, taking one for the team is what I think some of the professional players call it, and he, he effectively you know, tripped his opponent so he did uh, and you go back to the first one on him, direct free kick, yellow card you see there the, the, the speed of it etc both feet are off the ground and whatever it is is it excessive force I go back to saying is it careless, it is careless is it beyond careless, reckless Absolutely, it's reckless because both legs are off the ground. He could injure his player. Was it excessive force? And the answer to that is no. It's not excessive force. So it has to be a yellow card and not a red card. If it was a, if, it, if, it, if it, was excessive force, then it's a red card. That challenge, the same as the first one that we talked about, is, is simply reckless. Uh, and on the basis of that, it should be a direct free kick, yellow card all day long and just
1: like I was saying about Willie Collum getting himself involved in becoming part of the headlines Alfredo Morelos decides hold on Willie's getting all the headlines now <laughs> I'll step forward now yep. and I'll oh. jump on the park and go back probably what four years three yep. four years yep. and take a step back in time and decide that he's going to become centre of the attention the first one being the flicking the leg out now what, yep. what what amazes me about this is Tavernier's in yep Ta- Tavernier's played in do you know what I mean Absolutely. it stopped the Rangers attack completely that's a professional foul, professional foul for our own player to stop the yep. play here you know what I mean flicking the leg out yeah. over it Stonewall you know free kick there's nothing we can complain about that yep. Um as a referee you must just want to go up to a player and go what is it you're doing
2: uh. <laughs> Listen, uh, there, are, there are certain players, certain, certain former players, that will will tell you, will testify to the fact that uh, what do you call it? I uh, I used to ask them, you know what? And with with Alfredo Morales, he's been out of the game for so long. You would think to yourself that you would just be glad to get back into it uh, and, and, and 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 settle your your name being first pick for the team uh, every week. Uh, but he goes and does something stupid stupid like that there. But again, there are players that, you know, the temperature of the game rises and rises and rises and they can still uh, keep their calm. They can still be professional. They can not let it get to them. There are others that as the temperature rises, their temperatures just rise with it. Uh, and again, you know, if, if, if you can get alongside a player, you know, there's a silly little incident like that. Uh, you know, if you can get alongside somebody and quietly say to them, "Listen, what are you doing? Don't 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 get sucked into this." You know, again, it's good man management, and that doesn't matter what side it is. You know, in terms of that, you know, I've I refereed games and I, you know, lip readers tell me. I mean, that one of the games I refereed, Nacho Novo scored a fantastic goal. So you and on the way back to take uh, the centre kick again. Uh, I, I'd simply said to him, "Nice goal, Nacho." Simple as that. And you'd lip readers all saying, oh he wouldn't say that to a Kilmarnock player or a Celtic player or this sort of stuff." I have done, you know. And you know, listen, I'm a referee because I'm passionate about football, you know. And if you see, you know, play that's a great play, Lord help us, compliment a player on it or whatever. Yeah. And and I tell you, it, it builds relationship with players or, or that sort of stuff. It's not my job to uh, make sure that all the players behave themselves. My job is to, if they step out of line, to bring them back into line. But good man management is to be able to see something like that and think, I go back to what I said about Paul Gascoigne. You know, if you saw somebody, you know, continually in at him, grabbing him or nipping at his, his heels or that, just give the free kick, you know, and just sort of say to him, listen, understand what's going on here. And you're, you're, you're saving both players. You know, yeah. for maybe a retaliation or something like that. But the temperatures, because of the injustice of the, the Lindstrom red card, the temperature is, is, is and a good referee, a great referee should be able to, to, to sense that and be able to start to say, right, fine, we need to tighten things. I need to talk to players. I need to get around a bit more here uh, and man-manage in a slightly different way because the temperature is rising.
1: Morelos then obviously doesn't take his, his, we'll get to David's point in a minute, but um, Morelos doesn't obviously take the warning um, of that, you know, that trip, and he decides to get a feel for his man behind him by kind of throwing the arm behind one, I think he probably gets away with, the second one comes down as an open hand, as a a slap, if you like, I don't believe he's trying to slap him in any way, but the way it looks, I think he's trying to feel for him. Is there a need for it? Probably no. The ball's going over the top of him anyway. You know what I mean? Morellos is never getting it. So, again, I come back to what could we do better to prevent that situation? arise? You know, becoming a thing even. You don't need to do it. Just just turn and spin and go after it. Chase the defender back towards his own goal and try and put him under pressure and win the ball higher up the field.
2: Yep. 100%. 100%. There's no no two ways about that. Uh, And whether that's an education point for professional players or or whatever, you know i i i, I don't know uh, so I don't. david david m- makes a a reasonable point there uh but it's it's from a wrong foundation so it is. uh what i've been talking up until now with a uh, lundstrom's red card uh or or or, or, or the tackle on lundstrom where is it careless is it reckless or is it excessive force uh, that is when we're talking about serious foul play so serious foul play is serious foul play where there's an attempt made to play the ball uh in terms of that uh alfredo morelos was not sent off for serious foul play alfredo morelos was sent off for violent conduct so it was so he was now in law 12 and if i if i if i just read uh and where he, uh, David says, you know, petulant, not violent. But listen, the force uh, on uh, Morello's arm going back, what do you call it? Uh, is it isn't great or, or forever? But th- this this is what Law Twelve says constitutes violent conduct. So I'll read the first part first of all. It says this: Violent conduct is when a player uses or attempts attempts to use excessive force or brutality against an opponent when not challenging for the ball or against a teammate, team team official, match official spectator, or any other person, regardless whether contact is is, is made. Okay? So, basically, if I was to throw a punch and miss, that's still violent conduct. If I throw a punch and I connect, that's violent conduct. Okay? Now, the next part of the law, which was added in a number of years ago, basically says this. In addition... A player who, when not challenging for the ball, and he's not challenging for the ball in this situation, del- deliberately strikes an opponent or any other person on the head or face with the arm or hand is guilty of violent conduct. So what you're saying there is that and the only way, the only way that you're going to get round that is if the contact, is negligible uh, almost nothing that's the only way if it's almost as I've jumped up and the way I've landed I've brushed the side of his face that would be negligible and you forget that what Morelis does is he moves his arm backwards and that zone. and in that movement strikes or attempts to strike now the use the word strike you know if it was written you know for us it would just be hit you know, so so the bottom line is the excessive force and all of that stuff doesn't apply in this situation. So whether it's petulant, whether it's not petulant, whether it's whatever it is, the question is is did he in the referee's opinion, did he deliberately hit his opponent or any other person on the head or face with a hand or arm? And the answer to that question, I would say, is yes. Uh, in terms of that, now my understanding—and I could be wrong on this—but my understanding of that situation was it was the assistant referee. Uh, I think it was Frank Connor that was was on the line. I think from memory, but it was the assistant referee who basically had given the instruction uh, or, or the confirmation that that was be, that the movement of a hand or an arm across an opponent's face, and 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 that. And nowadays, in in our game, and particularly where it's tighter, the application of violent conduct and the application of what constitutes a penalty, as you've seen in Europe, is, is, is even stricter. So the problem of excessive force, uh, or brutality, or recklessness, or just carelessness, doesn't come into the Morello situation. But that part of Law Twelve. Where it where it's an an addition to the laws of the game, where it says, you know, did Morelos you know, deliberately move his hand and his arm in such a fashion to hit an opponent in the in, in the face? Uh and I think the answer to that is yes he did.
1: And the thing is, as well, as he probably does it twice. And if you've get oh. <laughs> if you if, if you get Frank Connor standing in the sideline there, that's watching you, it's not going to take much through history. You know, you don't need to look. You only need to look at oh. some decisions. It's it's you know, it's going to happen. And and yep. listen, as a Rangers fan, as I said, and you need to put your hands up at times and say, "Oh, was the correct decision?" Alfredo Morelos probably did deserve to get sent off, and unfortunately. That is what it is. Um, Rangers expressed concerns last year about what they call them and asked the SFA. um, You know, they expressed the concerns to the SFA for for their comment on it. We'll never see that response, obviously. right? That will go between the club officials and the SFA. What we got this morning sent from the club was that Rangers again have expressed specific concerns about what they call them to the SFA in previous seasons, and it is understood that they've reiter- reiterated those concerns since the weekend. Whereas a Rangers supporter, I would have liked a wee bit more, and again, maybe Geo didn't want to get you selling into bother, but I felt as though the Hibs manager put up more of a defence for John Lindstrom than the Rangers manager did, which kind of disappointed me a wee bit. But again, maybe Geo just thinks, I'm not getting involved, the club will take this fight on. I'm just going to talk about what happened in the game, and that's fine. If that's your stance on it, that's his opinion, and that's that's fine. We we want to accept that. For yourself, in regards to the SFA, what's what should be their approach to something like that at the weekend? See whether there's a complete obvious error, right? And we keep hearing this about VAR. Is it an obvious error? John Lundstrom's, oh, It's a total error, right? A clear, clear an error as you'll ever see. We've seen one in last night, um, yep. you know, in the English Premier League. Like, the exact same thing the exact same tackle and it gets rescinded Cindy. It gets, you know, overturned. Yep. What's your I... opinion you what the SFA should do in that
2: instance? If there is a clear and obvious error in any direction, if if a player has escaped a sanction where, you know, television shows, for example, Morelos, you know, uh, striking somebody in the face and he gets away with it during the 90 minutes, the SFA and the compliance officer and all these sort of that there will look at it on television and they'll say, We we are giving them a red card post match. So they do. If, however, it goes the other way, that a red card is given, as in this case, and it shouldn't have been a red card, it should be a yellow or nothing, or it was mistaken identity or or whatever it is, it is so so easy for the SFA to come out and say, Listen. Don't worry about uh, do we appeal this decision, do we not appeal this decision? Is not there. We've spoken to the referee, the referee has seen it. We've spoken to the referee observer who was there on the, 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 the day. I think it was Martin Clark from uh, Edinburgh. We, we've spoken to him. They've seen it, they've watched it together until they've looked at it. And either what they have said is we stick by it being a red card because this is. What we saw at the time, we've reviewed it, and we still stick by that. And then that's up to if Rangers want to appeal that, but at least it's been out there. Or alternatively, a phone call, a Zoom call, whatever it would be, between the Observer, the, the Crawford Allen, the, 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 the Referees Department, the SFA, and then a simple statement is made that there was a clear and obvious error, and on review, that red card has been rescinded. Because in that situation you could easily do that. That's not really, you know, a matter of opinion. That's a matter of fact. And given that the first tackle was uh, on Lindstrom, Lindstrom was was a a, a direct free kick and a, a yellow card on that one there. And, and what I think uh, would help on that review. And often what happens with a red card incident is you see it in real time and it doesn't look too bad. You see it slow down in slow motion, and you think, oh my word, that's an assault. If you actually look at that tackle that that Lundström puts on the Hibs player, when you see it in real time, there's a speed to it. See, when you slow it down and look at it in slow motion, you see it for what it really is. So you do. And, and, And normally that's the other way around. And I just think it would have been so, so easy to allow the, the referee to come out and say, listen, anybody that knows my refereeing career knows that Ibrox, uh, uh, Rangers, the United game, Craig Levine berated me, still berates me, still wouldn't shake my hand or at all, reckons that I was uh, a cheating for Rangers that day and forever. It was two mistakes that my linesman could help me out on, but at the end of the day, I'm big enough and ugly enough to take responsibility for it. I was asked my opinion. Just the day after that, having seen it on television, I said it, it, it's two catastrophic mistakes. So there is, that's the bottom line. And the SFA or the referees department at that point in time would not publish my comments. And the reason that they wouldn't publish my, my comments was they said that it would lead to liability. And if Dundee United didn't get into Europe, then they would lose money and all of this sort of stuff. But in it for the good of the game, honest yeah. mistakes happen. You know, did Willie call him cheap by putting Lindstrom off? I don't. I would never call any referee a cheat. That there was it a poor decision? Absolutely. Did I ever cheat? Never. Did I have poor decisions? Absolutely. Now the bottom line is, even to rescind that uh, decision and say, listen, it's a yellow, move it down from red to yellow. You know, it's changed the consequential damage. It's changed the shape of the game. It's probably changed the outcome of the game. Uh, it's changed everything about that game thereafter, and there's there's nothing you can do to take that back. Trust me, as a as a as a former referee, I would have sleepless nights. You know, I will I will replay that in my mind for weeks to come, and saying to myself, "Why did I why did I not see it this way?" And I I I will try to deconstruct it to see if was my angle on it wrong. What was there anything I could have done to see that better or or whatever. And any good referee is going to have sleepless nights when they see, oh my word, you know, they I I overreacted to that or I saw it wrong or, or, or whatever it is. But at least the whole idea of, and you say to yourself from your club's point of view, if we make an appeal and they don't win the appeal, then what games is that player going to miss? Whereas if we don't make an appeal, you know, what games is he going to miss? And you're saying to yourself, Is it worth missing, you know, doing without Lundström in a a Scottish Cup game rather than, you know, an Old Firm game or a game against Aberdeen? So, you know, with uh, Van Brockers, you've got all these decisions. Now, all of that, all of that can get cleared up, taken away. And I can tell you, the credibility of the SFA in terms of refereeing and the credibility of the SFA referees department would soar. If somebody had the honesty just to come out and say, absolutely, I made a mistake. And the consequence of that is, we, we, we've already written to Rangers to tell them, don't appeal that. There's, we're not even going to go through that appeal process, because what's the point that? We've looked at it, we've spoken to the referee, we've spoken to the referee observers, we have, and we all agree that for whatever the reason was, that was a clear and obvious mistake. Or they come out and make the comment and say, listen, this is what the referee and the referee observer says. He saw something that none of us have seen, and that's why he's still keeping his head. So the SFA coming out could easily clear that up, uh, you know. And as you say last night, the Newcastle game, similar, similar tackle, red card, VAR onto him immediately and said listen, you might want to check that out, you know. And it, it, it's rescinded uh, to, to the yellow uh, in terms of in terms of that. So. We can all make life easier for our for ourselves. Uh, I would suggest if we if if there was that honesty, rather than this cloak of silence and secrecy uh, that was placed even on referees. I mean, going back to my days, you know, you weren't allowed to talk to the press. You weren't allowed to all of this stuff. Lord help us! Just came out and said, "Do you know something?" You know, I've now seen it on television, and I made a mistake. Or listen, I've seen it on television. And I'm absolutely adamant I was right, and here is the reason I was right. Because the the, the one, it's it's not about this, it's not about that. It, I, I once had to put a player off for having a, a, a kick at somebody, and it uh, he, he he never made contact, but it was still violent conduct because it says it's a kicks or attempts to kick an opponent uh, yeah. in terms of that. And she's trying to explain it, you know, and you just think it's so so easy. For so, you know the SFA just can say, listen, there you go, see something like this, you know. Yeah. On Sunday, it's an easy, it's an easy oh, one for them. Do you know what I mean? Um, That's an easy one
1: for them. There's a lot no, harder ones that you go. No. By the way,
2: you know what I mean? Listen, I've I've sat in referee conferences and courses with 38 class one referees, uh, and it was a red or a yellow card. 19 of us went for yellow. 19 of us went for red. There are ones that are matters of opinion. Uh, and on those ones there, you've got to leave that with a referee who hopefully can smell and sense and taste the level of the game at that, uh, at that point in, in time. But for me, you know, if I, was, if I was sitting in charge of the SFA, I would have picked up the phone to uh, the club and said, listen, don't worry about uh, uh, appealing that. We've already looked at it. You know, it's a clear and obvious mistake. In the same way that the compliance officer... Can take something that's missed and then impl- uh, 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 implicate whatever uh, he wants to, to to do, whoever he wants to do, and whatever sanction he wants to to do. It, then great. But likewise, then surely they've got to have the guts to come out and say, "Listen, that wasn't a red. It's down to a yellow. Don't worry about your uh, your appeal." It
1: just creates a controversy. It never ends. Then the controversy because to a, to a football fan. It looks like a referee's arrogant. You know, They're not coming out to speak to us. They're not coming out to tell us why that was a red card. Do you know what Absolutely. I mean? It's like, that's my decision yeah. and don't ever question it. The SFA backed them on that process. And <laughs> tongue and cheek here. If called is sleepless nights for his heroes who Van Winkle <laughs> um, uh, uh, and Ryan has said, you think it's out of fear for the opposition that they don't come out and explain? For example, if a ref said a decision for Rangers, then certain fans would say this, that, and the next thing, and vice versa. That's why they don't speak out. And also, as kind of you've answered that in terms about the SFA, think about that. If that done Rangers out the title, for instance and stopped Rangers making Champions League next season, straight away, say, for talk's sake, hypothetically, then it does Rangers out of millions and millions of pounds. Now, we know that throughout the course of a season, you only need to look at Antonio Jolak offside against Livingston when it was clearly onside. It yep. was clearly offside against um, St Johnston and yep. yep. the goal was given. That, to me, and then people say, oh, evens it sell out whatever way you want to see it, one should have stood, one should be. You know, they switched and yep. yeah, that's it. as it seemed it's itself out. So there will be something that happens uh, going forward that'll probably be in Rangers' favour, be it a player getting sent off, be it whatever else. I'm not one of these people who wants to take every single talking point out of game. I don't. I like hearing people's opinions on things. Yes, yep. I'm I can see things through blue tinted specs and, and somebody someday the opposition can see things through their their team's colored specs, if you like. Sure. But the big calls and the big games have to be right for the credibility of, of our game. It has to yeah. be correct and the referee has to get help with that.
2: Yeah. Now listen, 100%, however, there will always be controversy in anything that's a matter of opinion, there will always be controversy. You know, uh, was it a goal scoring op- opportunity? You know, depending where I'm looking at that, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Did he have control of the ball? Did he not control of the ball? You know, I mean, uh, if 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 you even have to take it down to how skillful is the player yeah. you know could, could you control the ball creator. so there's always going to be controversy i think one of the things that uh, we can get rid of easily and and we seem to have inherited it and dragged it into the 21st century you know, is conspiracy. And that's the problem. Where you know the conspiracy is, Rangers get more penalties. The conspiracy is the SFA hate this. The, the you know the, the, the all of that sort of, stuff. and the, the the referees are all biased. The referees are always told, listen, you need to give Rangers two penalties in case they miss the first one. You know all that nonsense and all Rush that. that? Was a case? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the easy way to get rid of that conspiracy is transparency. It's as simple as that, to be open and honest and transparent and say, listen, here it is. Now, I take you back to what I was saying earlier on. They're struggling to get referees to sign up, to recruit guys to become referees out there. So if you've got your Willie come I mean, Bobby Madden has left Scottish football to go down south. And listen, in, in terms of getting to the premiership, he's probably left it too late to get to the premiership, but he'll certainly get there. In uh, the championship or whatever it is, and that whole idea of you know just everything's got to be cloak and dagger. You're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to speak to the press, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Bobby just get fed up with all of that. When I refereed, it used to be that and there was there was there was politics in it because you you you'd observers from different areas in Scotland and they would want their referees to get the best games and all this sort of stuff. But what they used to do amongst the observers, the supervisors, was to publish the marks that the referees got. Now in Europe they get all of that sort of stuff. So you would actually know I'm sitting third this season, I'm sitting second this season, or for me, maybe I'm sitting 49th out of 50 <laughs> this season again, <laughs> whatever it would be, you know. But see that all of that's gone now. So it is and you say to yourself, surely the the, the, the great thing is for 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 us is Let's be open and honest. And if a referee is making major mistakes in major games week after week after week after week, if that was your job, you would either get retrained or you'd get moved to a different job. Or, you know, listen, you're maybe not great on this. We'll put you into VAR room instead or or whatever it would be like there. Or you would just get sacked. It's as simple as, as, as that. And, you know, there has to be that sort of element uh, to it. And listen, I'm I'm not one for, you know, pummeling referees uh, to get them into positions where they get sacked uh, or whatever it is. But, you know, people look, most well-educated spectators know the good referees and, and know the ones that are hanging on by the skin of their teeth. Yeah,
1: totally. Mike actually says to me before we came on air, how long are we looking to be online yeah, here? We were I... half an hour, we said. we <laughs> went over that just a I wee beat. bit. We've doubled that time, so I don't want to oh. take up any more of your time. We're yes. got to try and do this every week if we can. Yes. Um, obviously, there might be some decisions, there might be some games where there's less to talk about, and that's where I'll take more of the questions like, you know, referees in the handball rule, etc., you know, VAR uh, coming into that. VAR coming in halfway through the Scottish season rather than being, you know, implemented at the start of next season where it might be fair across the board. All valid questions. A lot to talk about for Saturday's game and understandably the show's been dominated by that this evening. Um, I just want to thank Mike McCurry again for the explanation. And you you said something about being, you know, you didn't want to come across as patronising. It's no as a football fan because, again... The laws change that much as well that you can never keep, especially in Scotland, no. you can never keep up with them. You need somebody no. to give that clarification. You bring credibility to that in the sense that you, you, as much as what Craig Levine says, you're not biased at all towards Rangers. You are no. a professional. And let's face it, every referee that grows up in this part of the country and likes football and is passionate about football may have no. a persuasion no. one way or the other, right? But you need to be a professional about it.
2: Listen, 100%, 100%. And I tell you, for next, for next week, what we're we'll going to do is See the, the a lot of the questions that have been uh, a lot of the questions that have been asked on VAR and forever. Uh, you can pop those in an email to me, uh, and even at the start of whatever it is uh, we're we'll do next week, uh, if you're we if you're able to to do that, what will what we'll do is we'll maybe be able to address some of those. Uh, I know it's kind of prepared questions and whatever it is. VR. There was a lot to get through uh, this week, obviously, so there was. But for next week, even if uh, you pop those through to an email to. To me, I, I'll have responses for, for some yeah. of those. I just don't want folk coming on, uh, and you and I doing all the talking. You know, I, know, I know, I um, know, and that's why and, I thought
1: to do it live because I did not see mean, you were recording, <laughs> but I thought it's better live because they'll ask questions and then no, it generates you know, it, it as well.
2: Look, I'm delighted to help in any way, any way I possibly can. I'm delighted to invest my time, uh, in the little battle fever podcast. Like, you, you do well, you do very well. <laughs>
1: we're getting there, we're getting there. They knew we need to watch what we're saying because we are you know, commercial partners of the club and that, and we need to watch what we're doing.
2: <laughs> we stuff. can't
1: come out and accuse people of being a cheat either. That's the thing. Uh, um, fact,
2: thanks,
1: thanks to everybody in the chat who's took the time to join us this evening. We'll be back at some point this week. We're not sure when, but we'll be back at some point this week with another show. And then obviously Wednesday night, we have a huge event. Uh, are a huge night, sorry for the club, not a huge event for us, but a huge night for the club, and hopefully getting back into the Champions League proper. Uh, we've got a B uh, Battle Fever Network hospitality uh, night at the Go Glasgow Urban Hotel. Come along, there's still tickets available the Battle Fever BigCartel.com. If you come along there, you'll get yourself food, some entertainment. Jody will probably do a wee sing song. We'll get the game on the big screen, hopefully. We see Rangers returning to the Champions League. We don't have a great record, mind you, in these shows. Seville was the last one. We don't need to talk (laughs) about that any longer. Um, So we don't have a great effort, but it would be great to see you. Uh, Great to see you all coming down and supporting uh, Rangers all together. Let's create an atmosphere in there. Once again, thanks to Mike McCurry for his time this evening, and we shall see you next time. Hashtag keep the battle fever on.
2: Absolute pleasure.